Welcome to the following presentation from Richmond Sports Properties. And thanks for listening to Spider Athletics on 99.5 FM and 950 AM ESPN. Your exclusive radio home for Richmond Spiders basketball. It's the best part of Monday. Time to talk University of Richmond basketball. This is Behind the Web with head coach Chris Mooney. Plus your texts, emails, and tweets. Tonight's show is brought to you by Lux Chevrolet, CarMax, Bright Suite, Food Lion, and by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Join in online anytime and be a part of the show with your questions and comments. Text 804 638 9508. Email behind the web at richmond.edu or on Twitter using at Spider Voice, at Richmond Athletics, or at ESPN Richmond. Now, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, with Coach Mooney. This is Behind the Web on ESPN Richmond and the Spiders Sports Network. From Learfield IMG College. Jordan Miller attacks the basket, but good double team by KO, and Burton cuts him off. Gilliard knocks away a pass, and Burton comes up with it. Career steal number 320 for Jacob Gilliard. Yeah, that's great help defense by the Spiders. Gilliard with the ball at the three point line goes short corner right to Golden, who backs his way right into the basket. Turnaround jump, hook off the glass for two. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love to see the Spiders go inside early on to give Golden some opportunities. Green drives to the basket, Francis cuts it off, and Gilliard has his second steal in as many possessions for Richmond defensively. Well, you might sense a theme unfolding there on our play-by-play highlights to tip off tonight's edition of Behind the Web. Who's going to steal the show would be our theme tonight because the Spiders are coming off a season high in steals in Saturday's victory over George Mason. 13 steals en route to the 77-57 victory. Over the Patriots, completing a 2-0 week for the Spiders after knocking off Rhode Island at the Robbins Center midweek, 80-73. And that's how we tip off our Behind the Web program for a Monday night. Uh, Bob Black with you here. Greg Beckwith will be joining us shortly. Had to finish up a little business, and then he'll be on the line with us as well. Later in the program, Blake Francis joins us. He's our special player guest coming up a little bit later on the program tonight. And Spider head coach Chris Mooney with us throughout as the Spiders now in the midst of their bye week won't play again until Saturday and they do so on the heels of those solid back-to-back wins at home over Rhode Island and on the road at George Mason Saturday. Good evening Coach Mooney. Hope you and the guys uh, get a couple of days I guess of R&R away from basketball huh? Yeah for sure Bob. Uh, we um, nice to have these buys and as you as you mentioned the post game we usually circle these and try to make sure we plan Accordingly, usually the coaches would be on the road recruiting. Um, so uh, for us, I guess it's it's a it's a nice break and a little bit different, and uh, more importantly for the guys, a chance to just you know catch their breath, um, recalibrate, and and uh, prepare to you know just start to get prepared for games again. But it's, it's a it's a nice break and not have to worry about the scouting report and the you know travel and all the considerations that go into the season, it's, it's just nice to have that exhale. And you do it, of course, on the heels of a couple wins, so that obviously makes it feel better as well. Spiders now at 9-3 and three, and 3-1 three and one in the Atlantic 10. The first two plays of the game Saturday, Chris, were Jacob Gilliard steals. He almost had a third one. He would have had a hat trick on the first three possessions of the game, and that was kind of a foreshadowing of what was to come. 13 steals, season high for the Spiders, an amazing number in points off of turnovers, 31-9 to in the Spiders' favor Saturday. Where did all that come from, Chris? I mean, beyond statistically, obviously, Jacob Gilliard, uh, Blake Francis combined for nine of those 13 steals, but was there something you saw in the game plan that led to that high of a number of steals that good a defense and that many points off of turnovers well not not specifically i think just on our in our own uh for our own team and uh and looking at everything we're trying to to do and and improve upon you know we have talked about hey that we need to be better defensively i think right now uh I think that was our best 40 minutes of defense, and I think we've had, 
you know, I think we were overwhelming in, in the first half against Loyola Chicago, and great in the second half against Kentucky, great in the first half against Vanderbilt, but I, I think that was our best full 40-minute game. Um, and I think, you know, obviously, most especially because of Jacob's ability, we're, we're really capable of high steal games. Um, but we, but I think traditionally we've we've forced a lot of turnovers and certainly more more turnovers than we've committed. But what what we've talked about is just overall improvement and consistency and helping each other out and all of these fundamental things that we worked so hard in the last couple of years to to improve upon. Um, and I think the steady pressure, the steady ball pressure, the steady, uh, you know, constantly having a man in front of you, this, you know, constantly the guy being in the, what we call the gap and help defense. I think that leads to turnovers as much as anything. Now, Jacob aside, because his are always a little bit uh, unique and, and can happen in far different ways. But I think that can cause turnovers, this, the, the steady, steady, pressure and and the kind of wearing down of always being in good help defense in good position always alert and we've talked about it and i thought we had i thought we had some really good stretches against rhode island um and 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 for that matter against uh st bonaventure but i i think we took a major step i hope here on saturday with our with our best defensive overall game Behind the web at richmond.edu. If you'd like to email us question or comment, we've got some in queue that we'll get to a little bit later. Text as well at 804-638-9508, 638-9508. Is that kind of the reason, Chris, the 13 steals, and normally when you get a steal, if it's a live ball situation where you don't just knock it out of bounds off of somebody or something like that, that I asked you the question at the start of the post game. the impression was there, that the guys went way more up-tempo the entire game, that they were pushing the ball up the court an awful lot before Mason could get their defense set. Was that primarily a result of the steals and getting into a transition game? Well, I, I do think that was a big part of it, you know, being able to just try to convert uh, those opportunities into, into points. Uh, the other part is, you know, I think we're uh, – I, I feel like we're um, balanced enough and – versatile enough to play, you know, that would be comfortable playing in a, in a half-court game um, and being able to score pretty consistently. But I think we're really good in transition. So, um, you know, I, I feel like not just transition. So transition and trying to score is a big part of, of what we're trying to do. But then I think the next phase, just, you know, what we call popping into our offense, you know, Carolina calls a secondary break. And I think that part of, of our game is really strong that um, mainly because the experience on the court, that guys have a really good sense of where to go with the ball next, what to do next. uh, If a drives open, those kinds of things. Um, And so that, 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 as you said, that really puts pressure on a defense because, you know, a lot of times you're then scrambling to get back and you're on maybe a different guy uh, and you're just not. You're, it's hard to be the aggressor when when you're on your heels. And I feel like I feel like that's when we're at our best on offense it, when those opportunities show up. Yeah, I think uh, across the nation, people might be surprised to learn. I'm not sure we're that surprised. Spiders are actually third already in the Atlantic Ten in points per game at like 76 points per game. Only UMass and St. Louis have scored more, and they really haven't played the number of games yet. That Richmond, nobody will be surprised, by the way, that Jacob Gilliard is now leading the nation in steals once again as he did last year after the five Saturday. He's up to four per game and leading all of Division I uh, in steals. Uh, a little bit ironic to me, Chris, I'm talking about up-tempo, George Mason and getting up and down and scoring 77, that actually on Wednesday against Rhode Island in a really different style game, wasn't it? Uh, you guys put 80 on the board in the win over URI. It, it, you're right, it was. And I, I think, um, you, you know, one thing uh, – about about those games, you know, as I've said to you, Bob, we'd really like. I, I feel like we have the, when we're at full strength. I feel like we're a really good pressing team that could press essentially the whole game, every possession, and then mix up our presses or what we're emphasizing on a on a particular possession, or you know, give it different, sh- show different fronts to the press, that kind of thing. Um, you know, I think now we probably are using our pressure a little bit more 
steadily and then a little bit more in in a spurt. And so I think we wanted to press more against George Mason. Uh, you know, part of that was the, the freshman Tyler Kolak, who's a really good shooter and a really good player to make him have a little bit more responsibility, make him uh, have to make some decisions and, and, and be chased around by our guards uh, a little bit more than usual. And, you know, I think in the, in the Rhode Island game, you know, some of that's taken away because Russell is so fast and he's such a one man fast break that it's hard to, you know, if, if he gets the ball, if you're sprinting back and he gets the ball off of a made basket, he has a really good chance of beating him down the court, you know, let alone off of a miss or if there's confusion about if you're pressing or not. And so I think we really talked about, Hey, the primary focus here is, trying not to give up transition points, most especially to Russell, or not have him be able to be in the lane within, you know, within a couple of seconds. So I think that played into it a little bit more specifically just because of one person, just because of Russell, that we didn't extend our defense quite as much. Um, but we did, we did move the ball pretty nicely. I thought we had some, some unforced turnovers in that game and some, um, not, not even just turnovers, but some, some, bad decisions, just a few, but that could have extended our lead at times from, you know, eight to 10 or six to nine, something like that. Uh, but yeah, I think we were able to score because we were able to just move the ball nicely and, and, and have our guys stay aggressive, uh, even though we were a little bit more compact defensively. Let me bring uh, Chris Greg Beckwith into our conversation for the first time this evening. Hello, Beck. Hello, coach. Hello, Bob. Hey, Beck. How are you? Good. Hey, Coach, uh, talking about uh, the scoring, and the, I thought um, when you look at Rhode Island, you guys really did a nice job with the flow of the game and the spreading everyone out and the movement. And not only that, on the offensive end, I thought you were really, you talk about the steals, but I thought you guys matched their physicality. I know that was part of the emphasis of really preparing for our Rhode Island teams, really physical a lot of times. Yeah, great point, Beck. As, as a matter of fact, that was probably what we, what we stressed the day of the game more than anything, like, you can't be surprised, you know, because we practice against ourselves. You know, that's, that's, that's who's available. <laughs> that's what you're allowed to do. And so much of our emphasis is on being skillful and reading the defense and making quick decisions. Um, and it's not that we don't, you know, introduce physicality to our practices or play physically or anything like that. But, you know, we, you know, you stress a certain amount of things when our guys get here with their freshman year their workouts are you know i'd say there's a lot of running and movement but there's a ton of dribbling and skill work and things like that and so that defines who you are to a certain extent and then rhode island they're very physical they recruit to that they they clearly teach that uh and it's a very effective style of play uh and so sometimes i feel in games like that we can be a little surprised at first you know and and not not backing away from it or nervous about it or anything like that, but just surprised that, man, that guy, you know, he posted me up deep. Well, that guy set a screen and he really laid into me there. And, and I, I think we just talked about like, don't be surprised by that. Be the aggressor. You know, we have a, a lot of games. We have a quickness advantage, you know, especially when we're, uh, well, at both ends, but especially when we're on offense, when we're making quick decisions. And I think uh, that was something that we really emphasized and really talked about. Um, and I think, I think that did show up for us. I don't feel like we were on our heels at all during the course of the game, even though they are physical and deep. The thing I noticed, which is really impressive, and a lot of people who watch you guys play, you know that everyone touches the basketball and, and passing and cutting. Only seven turnovers against Rhode Island. They had 19. Had to be impressed with how – I know you were disappointed when they, you said you lost some opportunities to score but just taking care of the basketball with everyone touching the basketball and moving as much as you guys do yeah no i i really i uh, you know that's always something obviously that we really emphasize and uh you know it's it's funny you know i i feel like sometimes in my mind you know even though i recognize how hard a college game is i'm i'm really thinking we could have zero turnovers (laughs) you know and why not you know and uh and that's, you know, now the other part of it is we, we want uh, our guys to be aggressive. And so it's hard to be aggressive and have zero turnovers. Uh, I think what has made us um, really, really good offensively here 
is that we have guys who know how to play, but they maintain their aggressiveness. And so, uh, and I wouldn't want it the other way. I wouldn't want them to, to just know how to play or just know the pattern well or anything like that. I'd rather them to stay aggressive within what we're doing and, and exploit, you know, whatever they see as an opportunity and be good enough to pass the ball. But it is, it is really good to have, you know, low turnovers. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a you know strong strategy. Obviously, if you can execute it, but it also means that um, you know that especially the way we're we're playing, we're playing aggressively, we're moving, we're in transition. If you can still maintain low turnovers there, and you know more possessions than we would have had ten years ago, that's a really really good statistic and uh, and something that we want to shoot for. But again, I I, I I'd rather have a few more turnovers if it means we're being aggressive. You know, and, and we can address those and make sure we figure those out. But to move and to have everybody share the ball and not have too many turnovers is, is really a good statistic. Hey, Beck, can you remember the lowest turnover game you guys had? Because obviously, as much as Coach Mooney values that, so did Coach Tarrant back in your day. Can you remember what the lowest turnover game was for you guys as a team? I, I really can't. I know if I turned it over three times, I was in trouble. So. <laughs> I was just trying to focus on my own. <laughs> we'll have to go back into the record books and see if we can find the lowest turnover game for you guys uh, back in, in your playing days as well. And if we ever get to a game where we're at zero late in the game, that is really going to be an accomplishment. I, I can tell you in all my years that that has never happened, that we pitched a shutout in that category. We've come close, right? Coach Mooney, we've come yeah. close, right? Three, yeah. maybe? We three, in, yeah. I, I think in, in the NC tournament, uh, the game against Vanderbilt, I think we had three. Yeah. Yep. yep. You know, because yeah. I, I remember that night we were watching film of uh, Moorhead State, and the announcer of the game we were watching just was talking about that what was critical for Moorhead State's success was turning the other team over. And I thought, man, well, if we only had three, that, be, <laughs> that, that could be a good matchup. Yeah, sweet 16, here we come. And lo and behold, <laughs> there, there we were. All right, let's get our first break in. Good stuff, guys. Behind the web at richmond.edu on the email and 804-638-9508 on the text. We'll try and slide a couple in as we take you through the next segment. And then Blake Francis joins us at the bottom of the hour as well. Thanks for tuning in. It's Behind the Web on a Monday night. Spider basketball is the topic of conversation on 99.5-1027 ESPN. Buy your next truck from Luck. Luck Chevrolet in Ashland has the redesigned 2021 Tahoe and Suburban ready for you to order and drive away. For a smaller SUV, they also have the all-new Trail Blazer and the new Blazer available in all-wheel or front-wheel drive. Let Luck put their 100 years of experience to work for you. Visit them on Route 1 in Ashland, online at LuckChevrolet.com or call 798-9261. Luck Chevrolet, since 1916. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is getting up to use the bathroom at the stadium. Excuse me? Excuse me? Oh, sorry. Excuse me? You mind if I just squeeze by here? This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 110 years of protecting the injured and counting. More than $1 billion recovered on behalf of our clients. 38 highly skilled attorneys and growing. More than 600 years of combined legal experience. And one thing that matters most, protecting you. We are the personal injury law firm of Allen & Allen. Protecting the injured, it's what we do. Call us. Get your weekday afternoon started with Barton Hahn, part of the new lineup on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. The timeout's over. Now, more Behind the Web on 99.5 and 1027 FM and 950 AM ESPN. From Learfield IMG College, this is the Spider Sports Network. Jacob Gilliard drives the basket, no look past the Grant Golden, two-hand dunk by Golden. Yes, we saw it coming all the way. Francis fakes left, goes right, behind his back dribble, still with it underneath the basket, down the lane to Tyler Burton for a one-hand tomahawk slam. Beautiful play that time by the Spiders. 
Bob and Beck back with you. Coach Mooney on the line as well. Blake Francis coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Spider basketball talk behind the web for Monday night. We do have the national championship game coming up. College football beginning at 7 o'clock. It follows us, Alabama and Ohio State pregame at 7 and kickoff a little bit uh, after 8. Well, guys, I did go back in the record book, and we talked about the three turnovers against Vandy. We had a couple of games with two turnovers and greg for all your modesty i am sure you were involved in this one right february 15th 1986 that would have been your senior year right yes yep two turnovers versus ironically enough george mason interesting i don't recall that (laughs) and and then uh, did it again on uh, january 10th of 1990 against american university that would have been ken atkinson maybe senior year somewhere in there right Curtis yep. Blair. Curtis Blair. There yeah. you go. So there's your goal, Coach Moody. At least get it to two and, and get this team yeah. in the record book. How about that? <laughs> good, good call. That's incredible, Beck. Great job. <laughs> well, I, I just want to hear about Princeton. Did you ever have that? How low? I know Coach Carrillo was always very, very good. Won't yeah. you be very good with the ball as well? You know what? I'm going to have to go back and look at that. that that's, a, that's a great question. We, we would have some we would have some unbelievable statistics, you know, like that. Some, some good, some bad, but we would have some amazing statistics like that. Uh, I'll have to check that out. I can tell you, I think I can remember every single one of mine. So, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> those really were, those really were uh, really pounded into my head pretty hard. So. <laughs> Both you guys are very much alike on that topic. Well, anyway, there's a goal to shoot for. Zero or one would put put this team in the record book for fewest turnovers. But as you said, Coach, as, as much as you want aggressiveness and attacking play, it's more likely it's going to happen at, at some point. But we'd be really happy if you got a number down there because you're probably going to win the game if you've got that number of of, uh, of low turnovers. All right, behind the web at, yep, at, behind the web at richmond.edu, 804 638 Nine five uh, zero eight. Let, let me go off on a, on a couple of tangents here. And you mentioned um, one of the names, Chris. I'm just kind of curious a little bit. Maybe take us behind the web, if you will, with our fans. You mentioned Tyler Kolick, and I think you mentioned in one of your uh, press briefings last week uh, that he's a kid Richmond had recruited the other night against Rhode Island. Jeremy Shepard, local kid who you mentioned the Spiders did have some interest in. I remember when we were at Davidson, I, I saw you guys uh, as coaches talk a little bit with Kellen Grady. I know he's another guy that had Richmond High on his list as well. How much interaction uh, is there before a game with a guy that you did have such a relationship with and recruited? Uh, not everybody can go to your school, obviously, and they wind up at other schools. Just kind of how all of that unfolds a little bit, uh, the game within the game, if you will. Yeah, that's that's a great question. I think it's a little bit different this year, Bob. You know, we saw... Kellen Grady, Marcus, and I talked to him for, you know, five or ten minutes before he started warming up, you know, uh, you know, an hour and a half before the game. And th- that this year it's a little bit more rare. So, you know, generally uh, I'll go out for, at away games but not really at home games uh, on the, at the, to the court and watch guys warm up and things. Um, this year it's a little harder because, you know, it's, a, it's even more organized by the team's the distancing, the, where the chairs are, all all those kinds of things. So it's a little it's a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I do think that one thing um, I can remember reading an article a long time ago when I was a very young coach, and it was about uh, a player giving his. You know, at this time, uh, players wouldn't have as much access to to give their story, or whatever. And he was talking about his recruiting, and said that he, you know, he spoke to the one coach and said he had committed somewhere else. And the coach said okay and hung up the phone on him. And the other coach, you know, talked to him and asked him why he did, why he made that decision. Was there anything they could do better? Followed up with a letter to his parents. And and now, you know, it's obviously, obviously, one that the second one's better. It, it's hard to do it sometimes because, um, because the 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 recruiting is so intense and and the, you know the opportunity feels so right there and you see all the reasons that somebody should go to your place but but i we, we we've always made a commitment to really try to to try to you know take that news as well as we possibly can you know to try to say you know hey we really appreciate you know the opportunity to get to know you and things like that and 
in recruiting, you know, you're going to lose a little bit more than you're going to win. And, um, you know, as hard as it is to hear sometimes, uh, you want to make sure that you, you're, you talk through those things and, and are polite. And, and uh, so I, I feel like we've done a good job of that. And then, yeah, I think maintaining the relationship, especially if they're in our conference or we see them a lot, I think, I think that's important. You know, I, I think that, um, you know, I feel like I have a good understanding of why those guys went to the schools they did, and it gets a little more clear after, you know, after they they choose and move on. And certainly we, we are so happy with the guys that we have. So I, I think it's important to maintain those relationships and make them as positive as possible. And as, as the coach, you know, you have a little bit of the uh, adult responsibility in there too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but coach, the other thing I always look at nowadays and. You know, when you and I are playing, you don't have the flexibility as players now. So it's always good, you know, to keep that relationship. They have so much flexibility to transfer, and if you have that good rapport, you maintain it. You never know, right? I mean, that that's happening a lot more than we ever seen in college football, basketball, every sport. Now it seems like there's a lot of flexibility of transfer. Yeah, exactly, Beck. I, I I don't know if you guys have seen at Duquesne a couple mm-hmm. guys um, mm-hmm. leaving at at Christmas break. You know, I I I don't think it's you know, I think it's it's certainly going to be different moving forward. And but yeah, I I do feel like um, you know you want to you want to be a place that your guys love being at. You know that that they love being at. Now it's going to be easier to love it if you're playing 40 minutes a game and you're scoring and you know invited to the radio show and that kind of thing. <laughs> it's harder when it's you know, for things aren't going well in that moment or whatever, but you, you want to have all the pieces surrounding it to be, to be great. And, and to have, um, you know, your guys say, man, I, I, um, I feel supported. I feel challenged. I feel great guys on the team. And I, I think that if that can come across in the relationship with guys who are, who are on other teams or they have, you know, their high schools, that kind of thing, I, I think that should be a positive. Uh, I actually told this story on uh, the morning show on the Sports Huddle this morning because we somehow got onto the topic, and I know I've related to you before, Chris, and I'm sure Greg and other former Spiders have as well. You know, in this day and age, you got to keep your eye on that transfer portal almost day in and day out. You never know when it's going to happen. In, in the good old days, right back, I used to remember at Christmas break, coming back to watch the first or second practice of Coach Tarrant because that's the one when you'd peek your head in the gym and count the players and make sure they'd all come back from Christmas break because that was the about the only time that players would, would leave a program, right? I mean, it didn't happen as much on a routine basis. And, you know, at the end of the semester, you'd kind of make sure everybody was coming back for the spring semester. Oh, absolutely, Coach. You see it. Uh, look at the West Virginia guy, right? He, yeah. He left. He's already, I think he, what, Kentucky, Kentucky. I heard? Yeah. So that's happening more more often than not. So football seems like it's just it's like on fire right now as well. You see every day there's a lot of people transferring for football. So it's just a different different world we live in right now. And to me, I think it's, you know, with everything going on. And, Coach, one of the questions I had pertaining to that is, you know, how do you guys handle the, the – I mean, we deal with – pandemic but more importantly there's a lot of social issues that you and i when we play we didn't have to really deal with a lot and do you guys talk about that or the players a team talk about that as a group sometimes when when there's social issues going on around the country yeah you know we've you know those things are are certainly important to talk about and you know i i feel like um as challenging as those things are I, i i feel I feel great about being at a college, um, at a university, a great university like Richmond. And I feel like it's a it's so wonderful for the guys to be there. So that you know these things, you know, you're around young people and you're you're at a place of learning, and you can talk and debate and um, you know really try to see other other guys' points of view and try to understand what might have caused this person to do something you think's crazy and so i i really do feel like it's such a you know as um tumultuous as things can seem i feel like it's great for our guys to be there and you know we've had discussions and both individual one-on-one discussions and discussions um you know as a group 
Uh, and there are, you know, I think it's really it's to 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 hear the opinion and to see the the insights that our players have is uh, it's very special. And and I, I feel like they're not at all short sighted. They're not just an echo chamber of one another. I feel like they're thoughtful. I feel like they put their own, you know, what they've read and understand and people they follow. I feel like they're very, um, very informed and thoughtful about, about these things. I, I don't feel like it's, um, you know, that's good. That's bad. There's no gray area. And, and I, uh, I enjoy the conversations with them because they're not difficult. They're not, uh, challenged. they're, they're exhilarating and they, they make you feel better about, the future because of, of how our guys ha- have expressed themselves about those things. And so, um, you know, while they're delicate and, and, and they're good to have just amongst ourselves, I do feel like uh, the guys have a great, I, I wouldn't say anybody has a great understanding of everything, but I think they have a great way of looking at it and investigating it and expressing themselves about it. Uh, great lead-in to our guest on a, a variety of levels tonight. Our player guest is coming up after the break, particularly, obviously, the transfer conversation that we had because he's one of those Richmond guys who has had a very successful career using the undergraduate transfer route and sitting out the year to get acclimated and now having a terrific career as a Richmond Spider, and that's Blake Francis. And we can bring all of that up with Blake, as well as talk about his play on the court and the Spiders' play on the court and getting ready for the VCU game on Saturday, 1 o'clock at the Robbins Center in the Richmond-area Honda Dealers Capital City Classic Round 1. We'll talk about all of that with Blake Francis when he joins us on Behind the Web next. With so many home security systems out there, I needed a good reason for the one I chose. BrightSuite gave me lots of them. BrightSuite's home security system is from Dominion Energy, a company I already know and trust. It uses a dedicated service to stay connected if my power and Wi-Fi go out. There's an app so you can control the whole thing, and you can even choose whether to install it yourself or have them do it. Visit BrightSuite.com to learn more. BrightSuite is an unregulated affiliate with services unrelated to those offered by Dominion Energy Virginia. And now another edition of Obvious News from GEICO. Obvious News! A study says that soft talkers do not make great radio personalities. We asked local librarian Steve Sage about this, and here's what he said. Honestly, I don't buy it. I think I make very captivating radio. Also in Obvious News, GEICO makes it easy to save money and easy to manage your policy with the GEICO app. So switching is a really smart decision. How does Steve feel about this? I love the GEICO app. I use it all the time. That's Obvious News from GEICO. Obvious News! Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is getting up to use the bathroom at the stadium. Excuse me? Excuse me? Oh, sorry. Excuse me? You mind if I just squeeze by here? This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Happy New Year from the team at Good Luck Men's Wear, home of the buy one, get one free suit sale, or buy a suit and get a shirt, tie, pocket square, socks, and shoes, all for free. Extensive merchandise now on sale. Sweaters, corduroys, jogging sets, sport coats, shoes, shirts, ties, leisure sets, hats, colognes, tuxedos, and more. All top coats and peacoats, 50% off. Good Luck Men's Wear, home of the buy one, get one free suit sale. 48 Southgate Square, Colonial Heights, or call us at 804-526-7870. That's 804-526-7870. Mike Greenberg is now back and part of your morning. Greeny, weekdays at 10, following the Sports Huddle on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Let's get back to the show, Behind the Web. Once again, here's Bob Black on the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College and ESPN Richmond. Five to shoot. Gilliard drives between the leg dribble off to Francis at the shot clock buzzer. Good for three by Blake Francis from about 22 feet with the buzzer sounding. Rattles home the three. Kolick has it stolen by Francis. Blake drives it all the way to the basket and lays it in. That's what you need. Steal and go. And that's what the Spiders' Blake Francis gave him on Saturday when he uh, helped the Spiders to that victory over George Mason. 
77-57. Blake finished that game with 13 points, uh, three assists, four steals in that contest as the Spiders racked up those 13 steals. And Blake now averaging 16.1 points per game. That's good for 10th best in the Atlantic 10. We use that as our introduction to our special player guest on Behind the Web tonight. Blake Francis joins us. Bob Black with Greg Beck with Coach Mooney on the line as well. Blake, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, how have the couple of days away from basketball been for you Sunday and today? Uh, it's been pretty well, but no one want to step away from it too long now. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about where you guys are right now? Uh, nine and three overall, three and one in the Atlantic 10, but take us beyond those, those numbers and how you feel this team is getting better as it moves into the next portion of the schedule. Um, I think we're in a good spot right now. I think, um, that the win on Saturday, um, you know, we really played well defensively as a team. And I think if we can just um, keep that same keep that same um, you know momentum going throughout the course of the season, we can really be in good shape to you know um, really have a good rest of the season. So, how much is <laughs> what happened Saturday afternoon on the defensive end contagious? We talk a lot about offense becoming contagious. One guy gets hot, another guy gets hot, uh, but it just seemed like you guys followed each other's lead to pile up those thirteen steals on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, it just comes with um, just uh, all of us helping each other out on defense. You know, if a guy gets beat, you know, we got to, you know, be there to help each other. And um, that ultimately leads to, you know, um, you know, them having 19 turnovers, which which they did. You know, we just help each other um, as a team on defense for, for 40 minutes. So I think that's what that's what um, ultimately helped us, you know, you know, kind of widen that gap with the with the scores and that's what kind of you know got us the 20 point win so so blake uh, a lot of people have asked me you have that that intensity and that just that desire and that big heart on the court talk about your personality off the court and how you uh, what do you do to relax off the court um you know i, I try to read uh some books you know i, I just really that's what I've kind of put in my routine. I try to, you know, start reading more and start, you know, uh, just listening to like, you know, you know, some some soothing and relaxing music stuff like that. Should try to just, you know, stay calm and then stay cool and collective and stuff like that. But you know, um, just the main thing I think um, it, it which which is helping me is just is just reading. You know, when I have free time, when I'm not doing anything, uh, just reading whatever. Uh, you know, whatever book I have, so. Well, give me some hints, man. I want to read some of that books you have. What kind of book? Oh, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I got this one book I'm reading right now. It's called Relentless. Um, you know, I, uh, my dad actually got me a book to um, uh, the Kobe Bryant book, uh, the Mamba Mentality yep. book. You know, I read some of that every now and then. But I think the main book I'm reading right the main one I'm reading right now is Relentless. So. Yeah. Yep, I know exactly. I got that one as well, my man. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. I got to follow Blake's lead. You can learn from the young guys these days because I don't read hardly at all, nearly <laughs> enough. I admit it, and now Blake Francis is going to inspire me, hopefully. Yeah. To yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't read that much read that much either but I'm, I'm trying to change my ways a little bit I, i'm gonna i'm gonna hear those words in my head blake thank you for that i will try and use that as my inspiration and hey chris how refreshing is it to hear one of your guys say that you know i was waiting for the answer from beck to be oh, i play video games like most guys say uh, <laughs> but maybe things are a little different at the university of richard that's a pretty darn good answer coach no doubt v- very very uh He's a graduate. He's a college graduate already, so very, very impressive. But I will say this, that soothing and relaxing reading for Blake is a book called Relentless and the Mama Mentality. You know, that's... That's how you bring that intensity, you know? And, uh, yeah. But, no, that's, that's great stuff. That's great stuff. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, on the court, Blake, we all see that intensity. I thought for a minute that's where Beck was going. But we pointed out a particular sequence Saturday that I would love to have been eavesdropping, and feel free to tell as much of it as you can. You were really ticked off. You were really mad you didn't get that goaltend call, weren't you? 
right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then there's, then there's a timeout, and when the timeout's over, one of the veteran officials, college basketball, I don't know how much you, were, you know of him, but Leslie Jones was the official who came mm-hmm. over to you out of that timeout, and I thought he did a really good psychological job on you, Blake, because by the end of your conversation, you were smiling and laughing. What was going on there? Oh, no, I was just telling him my bad. I was just telling him, uh, my bad for the way I react. I shouldn't have reacted like that. But um, he was just explaining to me and then joking with me a little bit. So it was all it was all good. Worked worked out for the best for both of you. But uh, we we were watching that, and we still got the bucket on that play anyway. Because then a second <laughs> yeah. goal. T- you're right. It was a goal tent, but then a second goal tent was called as well. Hey. um Blake, we were talking before you came on the air. I imagine you probably weren't listening about, uh, you know, a lot of the transferring that's going on in college basketball right now and the freedom that players had. And you made that move just a little before the freedom really opened up. Do you you ever kind of look at that and wonder what it might have been like if you'd had that ability to come into this program and play right away? I know you were injured and you needed the time to heal anyway, uh, but how advantageous it actually turned out to be to sit out that year as opposed to rushing it and playing right away? Um, no, I don't really think about it too much. I think um, everything worked out the way it, it it probably should have for me, especially with me, um, you know, getting that surgery with my foot. You know, I, I wasn't even 100% by the time the season had started. So I think um, I think everything just happened the, the way it, it should have happened. So um, I don't really think too much about, you know, the transfers in the middle of the season and stuff like that, players being, you know, uh, eligible right away uh, right now. So, Well, speaking of injuries, I know the first VCU game last year in January, you missed that game because of the injury. Uh, the second game you came in and played 33 minutes, I believe, and had like 13 points against them in Spider win. Give us an assessment of the, the rivalry itself from your standpoint. One, sitting back and watching it, not being able to play the first game, but the second time around where you were in it, in the action, and played and helped the Spiders to victory. Yeah, I mean, the first the first game when I sat out, it was tough, you know, because, um, you know, we actually played them at VCU. You know, that's that's a great environment, great atmosphere to play in. But, um, you, know, you know, injuries is a part of the game, so I, I kind of took it as it was. I understood, you know, that um, I couldn't play, but, you know, they, they beat us pretty good on their home floor so you know i know for sure you know when i come back you know we 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 as a team had to you know get a little revenge and 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 whoop them at our place and that's what we that's what we did last year so let me follow up guys on that because i do have a text from uh, one of our fans one of our listeners 804-638-9508 to text email get to a couple of those a little bit later behind the web at richmond.edu you kind of answered the first part of this question what your impression was of the richmond vcu rivalry before playing in it and after but the second part of the question uh blake how do you approach this game from an energy standpoint this year playing it this weekend at home down the road at, at vcu without the typical sellout crowds in both buildings um well we know it's a historic uh rivalry game but um for us we got to just look at it as another game on schedule can't can't get too high can't get too um too low about it you know we just got to you know approach it like we approach any other game um you know prepare for them as much as we can and um to go out there and execute both sides of the ball and play our hardest and um try to get a win so I think a little bit of what the texter was asking in the first part of the question was, even before you came to Richmond, did you really know much about Richmond VCU? Did you start to hear about it as you made the transfer to Richmond, um, that kind of thing, even before you you had to sit out and watch those first couple of rivalry games? Yeah, yeah, I've known, I, I've known that uh, Richmond VCU was, a, was always a big rivalry, you know, because sometimes I – would scroll, scroll through the channels watching TV before I even got to Richmond, and I, you know, I'll see them on TV playing and I'll, I'll always click on the game and, and I'll see like how packed the game is and how much energy the game has and stuff like that. So I, I've known that Richmond and BCU had, has had a um, historic rivalry for, for a lot of years, for many years now. And Chris, I'm going to turn my attention to you because the texter actually followed up by saying, could you kind of ask the same questions to Coach Mooney? Now you've got to think back a little bit further to just before you got to Richmond, East Coast guy, obviously growing up in Philly, basketball guy, all of that. What your thoughts were on that rivalry? 
how they may or may not have changed once you became a part of that rivalry and how different it will be this weekend and three, four weeks from now playing this rivalry without sellout crowds. Well, yeah, certainly it'd be so much different. You know, um, I think the game is really marked by, you know, that, that buzz in the air even an hour or so before the game and uh, just how loud it is and warm-ups, uh, introductions, those kinds of things. Everybody's ready. No, I would say that I knew it was a, I knew it was a great rivalry. But I don't know if you remember this, Bob. When we first got here, we were we had too many home games in our first year, or so. So we, that's what we kind of thought that we would owe so many in our second year because it was a non-league game then. Mm-hmm. And I remember Jeff Capel was the coach at VCU, and I called him to see if he'd be interested <laughs> in moving the VCU game from the Robin Center to the Siegel Center the first year because if not, we were going to have almost all non-conference away games in our second year. And, uh, I mean, I think he was, I think he was, I think he was at my office door before we hung up the phone with a new contract uh, to move it back to the Siegel Center. So, um, I don't think I would do that again. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> but, uh, but it was, it was better for us in terms of, you know, just balancing our schedule. But uh, I think I knew about it, but being in it uh, and obviously being the coach for a while here, just how many, you know, people talk about that rivalry when, when I see them, strangers who come up and introduce me or remember a particular game, Darian Brothers shot, uh, TJ Klein and the inbounds, those kinds of things, that uh, it, it really, really is a big deal and, as I've said many times, it's great to be part of that and to have a, a rival like that, especially one that's right here in our own city. I'll ask both of you guys this question, and it'll start with uh, you, Coach, because I think Blake answered most of it. But is it a way of prep, uh, prep for this game, or is it just like a business approach, like like Blake sounded like it was just a really a business approach, get prepared, get ready, and, and get out there and play and execute? Well, I definitely think with an older team too, Beck, that there's there's a little bit more of that from the coaches and from the players that you know the um, the bells and whistles or the, you know the talk, you know, just because these guys have been around so long and heard it, they they they're ready to move on and need to know what the scouting report is and the game plan and 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 let's go. So I, and I think that's I think that's a good thing. I don't think it's a non-emotional thing. I just think it's a more of a matter of fact and drawing on their experience uh you know in the in the past we've always really prepared for the pressure and with the with the crowd noise going even for home games because to make sure that we're you know alert and and playing together and not letting one turnover lead to two or three or four uh so that'll obviously be different this year (laughs) that um we, we won't need we won't need the crowd noise to prepare for the game but uh but in a way yeah i think that you know, I, I don't have to remind these guys that it's a rivalry, um, you know, and also, you know, these guys are older and experienced, and I think they appreciate getting the information about the game and the team, uh, going out and practicing it, and then and then that, that is the preparation. Blake, how about it from your standpoint? Um, can you, with a straight face, say that your preparation is the same for this game as it is for Fordham, LaSalle, Rhode Island, St. Bonaventure, or at some point in the preparation, even right before the game, it becomes greater and the blood is flowing a little faster? Um, I can say it's a little bit of both. Um, but I think, for me, I just think I try to, you know, just approach it as any other game because, you know, um, you don't want to get, you know, too excited in the moment of it just because it's a rivalry game. You know, you kind of want to stay uh, stay even kill about 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 the game. You know, you you don't want to get too high or too low, like I said earlier. So, um, just trying to, you know, just uh, sticking to the game plan, sticking to what the coaches are are, are giving to us for the for the game, um, and not getting too excited just because you know it's, it's a rivalry game. Because at the end of the day. Um, you know, they're they're just a, a another team that's on the schedule. But um, although it's a, it is a rivalry, we have to treat it um, like another game on the schedule as well. 
It is the next game on the Spider schedule. It is Saturday at 1 o'clock against VCU, the Richmond area Honda dealers, Capital City Classic. You know it's an important game when there's a sponsor's name attached to it. So, yes, it is a rivalry game. Fin- finish up with you, Blake. Uh, we've mentioned it you know, several times. You come from a really athletic family. We've talked with your dad. He's been on the air. We see him all the time, played at Football Virginia Union, uh, part of the NFL Players Association right now. You've had a brother play football and cousins play football and basketball. How much do you think the the personality and what we've been talking about tonight was shaped because you have such a family full of athletes and and people who have been involved in the sports sports world as part of your upbringing? You said my personality? Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, well, most of my family, you know, my, well, I'll say pretty much most of my family is a football family. Mm-hmm. And um, I started out playing football, so maybe that's where my <laughs> aggression <laughs> and uh, intense intensity comes from, or our men, or that mentality and such. But um, uh, I would say, uh, you know, most of that comes from, you know, my brother and um, my, my other cousins or, or other family members that I've looked up to. When I was a little kid, watching them play, um, so that's kind of where, you know, I get that advice from them on uh, how to approach the game and and how to, you know, compete at a high level and such. So, um, you know, I'm kind of grateful that I've I've been in that position to have you know, older siblings or older family members, you know, um, teach me early at a young age, you know, how to how to uh, be an elite competitor. And, uh, and uh, approach the game uh, uh, with your best effort uh, all the time. So, so one last and, question and, for you. And my dad, too. Yeah, I was going to say mom. your dad. Your dad gets after it now. <laughs> <So>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've had a few conversations with him post-game, Blake. Some good, some yeah. not so good. He does get after it. I'll say I'll, I'll get my aggression from my dad for sure. <laughs> yeah, one question I had, uh, I always like to ask players, student, student athletes, this last question. Um, what do you like about University of Richmond outside of basketball or outside of the sports world? What do you like about the campus or the University of Richmond in general? Um, I just like that it's quiet. You know, it's not it's not <laughs> not a lot going on around around the University of Richmond campus. Uh, you know, I was I always say it's kind of like away from everything. It's kind of like um, you know, just just in the cut, as I would say. Uh, kind of quiet. Uh, that's what I like about it because you know uh, I'm kind of a person that's that's kind of you know to myself and and don't like to be in the in the, in the mix of things all the time. And I just think the University of Richmond is kind of like it's kind of like that in a way when it comes to universities. You know, they got their own thing going on Not in, the, in the middle of a, a of a big city or a town. They kind of got their own little thing going on. So that's probably what I like about about the University of Richmond's campus. Keep making your noise on the court for us, all right? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Blake. Appreciate you being with us tonight. Yeah, appreciate you. Blake Francis, uh, our guest, our player guest on Behind the Web. Let's take a break. We'll come back. A couple of quick emails and texts for Coach Mooney, and we'll wrap it up for a fast-moving Monday night hour of Behind the Web. 99.5-1027-FM, 950-AM, your home of the Spiders, ESPN Richmond. When buying a car, you're supposed to ask questions. Some you can answer online. But others, how blinky is the blinker? And which way do the wipers wipe? Are things only a human could know? So CarMax has ours standing by to answer questions or in select markets, schedule a delivery or curbside pickup, regardless if you're buying online or on our lot. But what if I change my mind? Good question. Just bring it back within a week for a full refund because that's the way it should be. CarMax. This season, there's one thing I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that and the great game day food. We can still celebrate big because I shop at Food Lion. Like topping my sliders with bacon and cheese, adding a twist to my guac with roasted tomatoes, turning up the heat on my hot wings with jalapeno poppers on the side, and I'll pick up some treats in the bakery. Food Lion's got the fun and affordable food you need to keep your game day spirit high. Because this is our home, and that's our Food Lion. By texting 64,000, you agree to receive recurring automated marketing messages from Warby Parker. Message and data rates may apply. No purchase required. Terms apply. Available at warbyparker.com slash terms. Warby Parker believes that buying glasses should be easy, affordable, and fun. By designing and producing high-quality glasses in-house, Warby Parker can sell them directly to you for a fraction of the price. 
Warby Parker revolutionized the eyewear industry with their free home try-on program. And now, with the Warby Parker app, you can virtually try on frames instantly with lifelike accuracy. Just download on an iPhone 10 or above and start swiping. Warby Parker eyeglasses start at just $95, including scratch-resistant and anti-reflective prescription lenses. Plus, every purchase is risk-free. If you don't love your glasses, return them within 30 days. No questions asked. Try on Warby Parker frames at home or virtually today. The most fun and convenient way to shop for prescription eyewear. Text LOVE to 64000 to try Warby Parker glasses virtually or at home for free. That's LOVE to 64000 to get started for free. L-O-V-E to 64000. We're your home for Richmond Spiders basketball with every game live right here. 99.5 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. Keeping you up to date with Richmond basketball. This is Behind the Web on 99.5 and 102.7 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. From Learfield IMG College, this is the Spider Sports Network. Spiders push to offense. Francis all the way to the goal off the rim. He missed it, but Sal Caressi with the left hand tips it in. <laughs> Sal showing some of his skill. Flying through the air with a nice tap. It's Isaiah Wilson dumping it off underneath to Matt Grace with the left hand, and he lays it in. Five points today for Matt Grace. 77-57 Richmond. And that's the way it ended Saturday and wanted to give a pat on the bench back to the reserve guys. And in a way of doing that, Chris, i got to ask you this question. A little tongue-in-cheek here. I know, I know your answer. Have you ever thought about what it would be like if Greg Beckwith was doing the play-by-play and not the analysis? <laughs> Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> I, really, I feel like this is a trap question, Bob. <laughs> It is for Greg Beckwith, not for you, Chris. Would you like to hear? Would you like to hear what it's like for Greg Beckwith to do the play-by-play as opposed to the analysis? Well, I, you know, we have the best play-by-play man in the business and the best anal- analyst in the business. So I don't want to. I don't know if it would be right to switch those roles. Well, let's do it just for fun's sake because we haven't had okay. many blowout games this year, quite frankly. They've all been coming down to the wire, and everybody got yep. a chance to breathe a little bit Saturday with, with the game out of reach at the end. And all of a sudden, here was Greg Beckwith calling play-by-play. Hit one, Grace, Matt Grace! <laughs> and everybody stood up on the bench for the Spiders. They wanted to see that go in for Matt Grace, so did I. And it did. Matt Grace nails the three-pointer and puts the lead over 20. <laughs> So we reversed roles. Craig got really excited about the Matt Grace three-pointer. But real quick, Chris, uh, pat on the back to your bench guys. I know you're asked about it all the time. They work as hard as everybody else. And I wanted to give them a shout-out in our final minute or so of the program tonight. Played great. I thought Sal was excellent uh, defensively, offensively. Had a uh, big tip in, got himself to the basket, threw a great pass to Grant against the zone. Matt Grace was really good. You know, Matt's a very, very good shooter, and I think that, I'm glad he was able to get that uh, three to go because when you have fewer opportunities, you know, um, e- each one feels like it's that much more important. And then Isaiah played well, and I was glad to get Jai in there. I think those guys are going to be great spiders and have great careers. Can you give us one quick key to the VCU game? And I know you're just starting to dive in on them, but obviously we each know a lot about each other. Yeah, I mean, it usually starts with um, making sure we take care of the ball. Um, and, uh, you know, I, to be honest, we watched a little bit. Uh, we, our game was so early. We watched a little bit of the VCU-Rhode Island game on the bus on the way down. Uh, and I think I saw maybe their first game of the year when they went out to South Dakota. I haven't really seen them all that much yet. Um, but, you know, just based on, on all the times we've played, you know, taking care of the ball and inbounding the ball well, um, you know, your first pass across half court, those things are really, really important and not committing too many live ball turnovers. If, if you can, if we can, you know, uh, you know, you're not going to have, you're not going to have zero turnovers, but if we can have uh, a good game where we can get the ball, uh, you know, across half court cleanly, like Grant touch the ball, uh, I, I feel like that those would be, those are some really critical, maybe they sound simple, but some really critical things. Thank you, Coach. Look forward to Saturday. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, Beck. You got it. For Greg Beckwith, Matt Joseph, Bob Black, so long for Behind the Web, 1230 Saturday, Richmond, VCU, Richmond area, Honda dealers, Capital City Classic, round one. 
You've been listening to Behind the Web, featuring head men's basketball coach Chris Mooney. Tonight's show has been brought to you by Lux Chevrolet, CarMax, Bright Suite, Food Lion, and by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Join us Monday nights from 6 to 7 throughout the college basketball season for Behind the Web. Thanks for listening and stay in touch with Richmond Athletics on the flagship stations of the Spider Sports Network, ESPN Richmond. Executive producer, Mitchell Bradley. This has been a presentation of Learfield IMG College in association with Richmond Sports Properties. From the G Law Firm Studios, your personal injury attorneys. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. WXGI Richmond. WTPS Petersburg.